a Lifetime original podcast. I, I didn't clock a couple things. I f- did not clock the applesauce. I love a Lifetime movie. I text the wrong people talking shit about them all the time. <laughs> chastity is a name that I think is a way too much pressure for any human being. Do not name your child Chastity. Trying to patch up the hole in this wall only to then punch another hole in the wall. <laughs> like right next to it. <laughs> Tina's giving us a bright red lip. But yeah. I said, honey, is that, is that bold lip for the Lord? I don't think so. Yeah, I did some bad things, I know. But I'm a good person. You didn't even give me a chance. What are you gonna do, shoot me? I don't know, maybe I should. I just have this, this anger inside me. I don't know what to do with. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am one of your hosts, Naomi Perrigan, here with the mother to earth, okay? The mother to be, uh, you know, whitest woman I know, whitest woman I trust, uh, as decided by her husband, a good white, <laughs> Megan Gailey. I just called myself Winnie the Pooh. I'm sorry, I didn't say my little Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> That's I what, couldn't do that. You are allowed to do that, but I couldn't say my little Winnie the Pooh. That's what my little belly looks like now. <laughs> I just got all, all these little belly shirts. Okay, so I've been so excited to record and see you because <laughs> I really don't have a lot going on. Um, like <laughs> before this, right before this, I had a piece of white toast and I was like, God, I can't wait to tell Naomi about that. Like it was so good. You know when... I, I'm Wait, just saying, you mean like plain, like white, like Wonder Bread white? Yeah. Like that kind well, of white? Well, it's like, um, it's called country white. Um, you know, <laughs> oh, so it's yeah. like a little more True. elevated. Um, <laughs> and I put some butter on it. Like, I'm just uh-huh. in like simple pleasures land. Because yeah. it's like, yeah. I don't have a lot to cling to. <laughs> and speaking of one of the simple pleasures I've been having is prenatal massages. Yes, let's talk about it. Tell me everything. Um, you gifted me one. And I I have like three more that people mm-hmm. have gifted me. I'm going on like a spa crawl, basically. <laughs> I'm going to all the different spas in Los Angeles. Um, and so I went to your place last week and it was it was definitely the most LA of all the was spots. It? Okay. Yeah. Um which when you're gonna, I don't go, know if that's a good. No, thing. when you're gonna you know, go wanted... spa LA, go spa LA. You know, like <laughs> there was there was someone there um, in Crooked Merch, and I was like, oh god, I hope they don't recognize me. But like, I obviously <laughs> did want to get recognized, and I did. Um, I was like, friend of the pod, hello, here I am, and they didn't care. Um, and so I was like waiting, and then a lot of places will ask you, do you want a male or female masseuse? Mm-hmm. Um, and this place. It didn't flag to me that they did it. Mm-hmm. And then a man came out. A man oh, in overalls. No. Overalls? Well, I think that was like the work apparel. Um, and so, Were they white? Were they crisp white? No. They were like, um, like he was working on a train. Um, oh, God, I hate Los Angeles. And so he brought me back. and it's, But it's also funny to be like, to get a massage. Because I, you know, I have a masseuse that was coming to my house before no. pregnancy. Daryl. Oh my God, Daryl! Really? Yeah. Um. Um. A mutual friend of ours, Aaron Lennox, 
turned me on to Daryl, no pun intended. And <laughs> she was like, hey, I got this guy. He came and gave like um, my husband and I couples massages or whatever. He'll, he'll come to your house. And I was having like a neck issue. So she gave it to me as a birthday present. When I tell you Daryl is my type. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daryl looks like a retired NFL player. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so uh-huh. he That's comes into my house and massages me. So I'm not, and, and like, <laughs> but then I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't know if Daryl did prenatal. Um, yeah. And so I sort of like backed off, but it is so funny. Also, you, did, you were like, Daryl, we flirt. I don't want you to think of me as a mother. That's the problem. <laughs> like, I'm not even going to go to him like post, you know, it's like, I'm going to need, I'm going to need to like get it tight and then be like, oh, Daryl, I was in Argentina for two years. <laughs> Where have you been? Um, So it's just wild because, I mean, I will say that one of the funniest prenatal massages I had was in Hawaii. Um, CJ got it for me. And this we went on our baby moon like kind of right after White Lotus had ended, which I loved. Uh And so the woman comes to massage me, white woman. And uh-huh. she is doing like Hawaiian chant. So for me, <laughs> like, absolutely not. Stephanie, what are we doing? <laughs> and then she was like, do you want me to do belly work? Oh, so she really rubbed oh. my belly. Well, this is what I was going to ask you. When you do this, I was very stupid. But when you do a prenatal massage, is there a hole where your belly is the way there's a hole for your face? Or are you just on your back the whole time? No, you can't be on your back. You're on your side. And oh. they give you like a pillow. They give you like a pregnancy okay. pillow. And you wrap around it like a little kangaroo. And uh-huh. then they massage like one side of you. And then they flip you over Ooh, like a pancake. I see. And then uh-huh. they massage the other side of you. So it is funny to like have a man be helping you do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my friend did tell me that she got a prenatal massage at one point where there was a hole. <laughs> she got so much, <laughs> And I was like, that sounds so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I, I assume that's what they did. They were like, okay, prenatal, we got to bring out the new, the new table, the table with the hole in it. No. But, you know, the idea, it's interesting. I like the results of a massage. I don't actually like to be touched yeah. by strangers. Mm-hmm. I also don't like, like, do you remember like in theater school and shit when they would do massage circles and whatnot? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would be like, and I, I've been told I give good massages. So I have no problem massaging, but I'm like, do not touch me. Like, yeah. in the, I'm like, the circle will be broken. I will not be like, just don't rub me. Yeah. I just don't like it. But I found one lady I liked one time in New York in the West Village. And she was just so lovely, quiet, strong, soft hands. Uh-huh. Her name's Julie. And she was very, very good. But I've never had a massage since. <laughs> I'm not gone. Yeah, it's not something I like truly love but like Mm -hmm. during pregnancy it is i mean i had one lady and it was so expensive and i'm like you're just slapping oil on me like and she kept being like well i can't do it too hard because i'll induce labor i'm like that is bs lady get in there but when this man was really rubbing me down i was like oh this this is very lifetime you know, like, oh, okay. woman mm-hmm. goes, it's supposed to be a female masseuse, but, like, mm-hmm. the female masseuse is sick or something, you know, diarrhea. Yeah. And <laughs> and so the man masseuse comes out and, like, yeah. you want it to be more of a Daryl. I got more of, like, a Josh Gad. Um, that's okay. who okay. was giving me so, um, you're not in trouble. Good, ha- good strength? Yeah, good, good strength. strength. Hands. Yeah, good See, strength. Maybe that's okay to me. Actually, no, I just don't want a man touching me. 
you know, I simply don't. And it was like one of those days last week where it was like 90 degrees. And Ooh. so I was like, I got in there like huffing and puffing <laughs> and then like needed eight glasses of water. Like I'm just a liability in a business right now. Like they want me in and out and I am lingering because I go, you got cucumber water? I'm going to sit. I sat down after the massage and drank more water. <laughs> You're not getting me out of here. I got emails to answer. Oh, my gosh. I'm glad it was a moment because I said nothing less for my gal. Okay. My gal's top of the pops. And speaking of a gal who's top of the pops, why don't we talk about Michelle Williams or as Andy likes to call her, Black Michelle Williams. Wow. (laughs) Because I'm always like, Michelle Williams. And then I'm like, Destiny's Child. And he's like, Black Michelle Williams. See, yes, she's the first one I think of. And maybe that's because (laughs) in the era of Destiny's Child, Michelle Williams was my favorite. Was she now? Sorry, I'm chewing a Tums. I'll finish. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, think it's very she surprising. Is, I think she is so gorgeous. Yes. I love funny. the tenor of her speaking voice. Mm-hmm, I find really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I loved her singing voice. And it was like, you know, Beyonce and Kelly, they're always they're always serving. Yes. They're always yes. doing something. But yes. then and you get we're in the soldier music video and we get Michelle's part and you're like, yes, these legs, this singing, this like gospel gorgeous. Oh, she just, yeah, she just captures my heart and she continues to. And I was so excited for her to be in this film. Well, her capturing your heart, you know, you're much like the lead gentleman of the film, okay? You guys, we are talking about a movie called Wrath, okay? Perfect for Michelle, because she is a woman of the Lord. This is part of the Seven Deadly Sins series. We have already discussed Lust, starring Carrie Hilson. If what they do in this series is just hire pop singers as women in peril, I'm in. I'm okay with that. It's perfect. Now, if you have not seen Wrath, here's the breakdown. When two big-time lawyers, Chastity and Xavier, I'm already in, develop a relationship, things at first seem perfect. But soon, things start to seem off with Xavier, and what was once a fun romance turns dark. Now, if you didn't catch the premiere on Lifetime, you can purchase it on the Apple TV app, Amazon Prime, Voodoo Fandango, Google Play. The point is you've got options. And I gotta tell you, I'm going to say this up top, one of my favorites. And you and I have watched a lot of Lifetime movies. This was one of my favorites. So if there is something you want to just dive into, it's got all the things you love, but we've got a smart heroine, I think, is what makes it better for me. And I think really elevated production quality, too. I mean, well, we got to talk about this house. You know what? We're going to get into it right now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, so we open. It's a rainy night. We see mm-hmm. our beloved Michelle Williams, Chastity. And Chastity means, like, purity, right? Like yes, it, exactly. It means, yeah, like, virginity. She's chaste. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so that's her name. Um, and she's sitting in her car and then she goes out to get something out of her trunk. And already you're like, no, you know, exactly. like it's exactly. just uh, a trunk. Ugh, it's so scary. At night in the rain, rain, you're by yourself. And she's like texting too, where she's like, I'm on my way. And it's like, yeah, no, yeah. whenever someone yeah. tells you they're on their way and then they leave the car, you mm-hmm. ain't on your way. So a figure jumps out of the shadows, of course. They fight. She has some good self-defense moves. Mm-hmm. Um, but then this man, we're assuming, overpowers her and throws her in her own trunk. Now, Ugh. this is an SUV. And yes. so I and would she's rather, petite. Michelle's petite. I would rather be in an SUV trunk than uh-huh. a sedan trunk. Oh, I don't want to be in any trunks, but, right. you know. Yeah, we you used need to some have, room. Um, we had um, Volvo station wagons growing up, and there were seats in the trunk that faced backwards. You know, like, mm-hmm. like looked out the back window. And my yeah. brother Michael, who has um, been on this podcast, he always wanted to sit in them, and he would get out and puke every time. And really? we'd be like, Michael, you clearly can't face backwards. And he's like, whatever. And then we'll just do it again. Okay, goodness. Now we're going off. We're going to do the Michael movie. This movie's not about Michael. Sorry. It's about a woman named Chastity. Chastity is a name that I think is a way too much pressure for any human being. Yeah. Do not name your child Chastity. I think we need to stop it. Anyway, cut to six weeks earlier. That's six a, weeks. That's a lot in Lifetime land. And we see Michelle... AKA Chastity, she is an attorney, honey. She is cross-examining a shady businessman in a courtroom and she is clearly winning. In front of you is an email from you to Mr. Brooks dated August 16th of last year. Could you read it aloud, sir? I don't have my reading glasses. All right. Tim, if you think you're going to get one more penny out of me for the Bixicorn hard drives after I've already laid out two expletive million dollars, you are expletive dreaming. I am reading your testimony back to you. Do you have anything to say for yourself? And so it's like very fun. So you know she's good. And then afterwards, she's on the phone with her friend Melanie. And she's like, you're awesome. And we are hitting the clubs tomorrow night to celebrate on you. Yeah, right. I have a huge deposition to prepare for. You know, I have to be flawless, right? So obviously she is a working woman. She's not out in these streets trying to get hers, you know? We never have a lawyer that's like doing the bare minimum in the Lifetime universe. Now, I think Melanie, is she on CBS's The Talk? How do I know Melanie? (laughs) Melanie is from something. Well, did you IMDb Melanie? Because Listen, I, I didn't IMDb recognize Rath, her. And there's not IMDb up for there's it There's no IMDb for Wrath. Yes. I know, but I did look up my main man because I was so into him. Okay. So. Well, we'll get there. Okay, anyway. so then we see, so we got to figure out what Melanie is from. I'll I'll do it on the break. Um, so we then go see Chastity pick up her little sweetie dog. I think it's her, a chihuahua. Her little chihuahua. Yeah. yeah, her little tiny chihuahua her, dog. Her chihuahua Duncan at doggy daycare, <laughs> which we are led to believe she takes him to every single day. Now, yes, Naomi, you are a dog owner. Um, I mean, you're, you're, I don't think you even consider yourself an you owner. You know what I'm going to say? Take Mabel's name out your mouth, Megan, because last time I wasn't here, you had some shit to say about Mabel, okay? <laughs> last time you had shit to say about Mabel, and I say, take no. my daughter's name out your mouth. Uh, you know I love Mabel, and I am so... You've been, no, you've been told. You've been, you've been <laughs> caught. I am... What? I, I Take a name out your mouth. All I want to know is, is it excessive to bring your dog to doggy daycare every single day? Absolutely not. Oh, okay. not especially not if you are what you know is like a well-off attorney like her. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because 
it's true. It's like you want your dog to have a little action, a little socializing. Yeah. You know, my daughter doesn't like other dogs, so she's not about that life. <laughs> but if you want your dog to like run around and play and have friends and like, it's probably better. Like, I wish you would almost because then at the end of the day, your dog is like nice and tired and relaxed and happy yeah. to see you as opposed to like, let's ah, do something. So yeah. Duncan, and it kind of feels like maybe Duncan has a little bit of separation anxiety too. Absolutely. Well, he's, he's, you know, a just a very high energy. So also so just so small. They're <laughs> always shaking. So they're always cold. They're very perfect. I did wonder if this was her actual dog. Like I kind of hoped it was uh, Michelle Williams's dog. They're so funny. LA has really endeared me to chihuahuas. Like they, I didn't like, they're not in New York. They're not like yeah, in Chicago. Yeah. They're, they're everywhere in LA. Um, my neighborhood is basically chihuahua headquarters and <laughs> they crack me up when I see them in like a dog. Dodgers jersey. I'm like, I cannot. What? Are, you, are you on the team? There's and they just have they're like, like they really think they're pit bulls. And you're like, like no, you are a wind up toy. God bless you. <laughs> then after seeing Chastity with her sweet little baby boy, Duncan, we then cut to a very not sweet scene, which is a man named Xavier in a fight with his partner, Roxanne. And you're basically, we just see the end of the fight. Roxanne, don't you think this is a little bit of an overreaction? I just got upset. You know that's not me. What's not you? That right there? Did your fist do that right next to my head or am I remembering incorrectly? I hurt myself, not you. You know I would never hurt you. Listen, baby, we're gonna get married. We're engaged. What are you gonna throw that away for one bad night? If it were one bad night? No. Don't do that. But we both know it's not just that. <laughs> she takes that engagement ring right off, puts it on the table, and leaves. And we're also seeing here that Roxanne, though she is giving us ethno-ambiguo, light cocoa, caramel queen with a very long blowout. So, and I say she that looks to say, like Michelle Williams. This is my point. Like, yeah. we're getting the sense that this is, Xavier has a type. Uh -huh. And that's what we're going to find. So, you know, the woman who leaves is very and, similar. You know, seeing a hole punched in a wall really brings me back to my roots. Um, wow. So if you are ever in a home, if you're ever invited into a home and you see an mm -hmm. Irish flag hanging, mm -hmm. pick it up. And there's probably a hole punch beneath it. No, yeah? what are you saying? <laughs> I'm, saying? I'm not saying that happened in my home growing up. No, no, no. But like when we lived in Chicago, you know, you'd see a Chicago flag, you'd see a Cubs flag, you'd see an Irish flag, you lift it up, there's a hole. Wow. Okay. Yeah. See, this is why I like having you here on the pod. Okay. Because you're giving me insights into Caucasia. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff I need. I need to know because I would never in a million years know how to tell. And when we read the log line last week and we knew it was Michelle Williams, I thought Xavier was going to be a black man. Mm -hmm. um, and he is a white man. He is a white man. His name in real life is Antonio Cupo. I did look him up on IG. I think he is so handsome. Yeah. He is my favorite. I texted Megan. I said he's yes. my favorite hunk. He's my favorite hunk. She texted me yesterday and I was like, wow. and I had already seen the movie and I was like, wow, wow, wow. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I know. She just wrote very interesting. Very but interesting. But I, and I will say like, I, I do love him better with the shaggy hair. He's very clean cut in this and there are a couple of fashion choices I don't appreciate. But his overall like the face the smile chiseled with a full lip like the whole thing and is like very much in line with what and I'm about now even that we're saying this I'm like this does actually play into the fact that I thought the production quality was high <laughs> you know like exactly. they were like exactly. we need a hunk we are they searched, was like a, yes they searched high and low to get of us oh, yeah. a hunk 
oh, I feel like Michelle definitely had to approve. You know what I mean? Like, they cast <laughs> yeah. her first. They go, who do you want? Yeah. And she wow, picked him. Wow. She picked him. Okay. I think. So then it seems to be the very next day, Lord knows, Xavier's at work and his coworker is basically like, you just need to move on. Act like she's dead. No better way to move on than with somebody else. And it was yeah. like, okay. The way this was cut implies that this happened last night. And this best- is the advice that men give, though. No better way to get over someone than to get under someone new. You know, like, that's a thing. Um, and and honestly, it ends up ringing true because we never see Roxanne ever again. Like, ever again. I thought there was going to be, like, more Roxanne. I thought maybe um, Chastity and Roxanne were going to have, like, a heart-to-heart yes. at some point. Yes, a reveal of some kind. Roxanne very well may be dead because she is gone from this film. Right. Um, so then we cut to a luxurious bar. I, when I saw yes. this bar, I go, oh, I want to have an espresso martini there someday. <laughs> and so... Um, <laughs> I noticed that I said they've... Spr- because they're playing Cardi B and Bruno Mars. Wow. And I thought, okay, again, production value. They've sprung. That's not a cheap song, honey. No. That's not cheap. No. Um, so, so this is good. Chastity and friend Melanie, they are walking in. Chastity's like... Stop, <laughs> I told you I'd only come up for one drink. I'm having one drink. She is on track to become partner. You know, that's something we truly do not understand the steps it takes to become partner. Right. If someone is a lawyer, becoming partner is part of their story arc. So like across film, TV, novels, everything. Like they are trying to become partner. No one is not trying to become partner. And so then Melanie taps a guy who is talking to another woman. Okay, thank you. It wasn't just me. I was like, he's in a conversation with someone else. He was um, seemingly on a date. Almost. <laughs> um, so she's like, tap, tap, tap on his shoulder. Hi, let me ask you something. Um, isn't my friend here uncommonly beautiful? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'd actually say that you were uh, underestimating things. And we say it's Xavier, yeah. um, of course. And he's like, yes. And then he kind of turns back and the woman is gone that he was talking to. So he's like, I guess I'll stay here. <laughs> I know. It was like, I mean, I guess her, she was like, excuse me? Like, I relate it to the woman who disappeared. Yes. She was like, I'm sorry, we were in a conversation. And then she leaves. And now Xavier throughout this motion picture is giving us monochrome mm-hmm. turtleneck blazer combinations. Yeah. And is that 1980s to me? Is that like, am I wrong? To, it just, is something dated about that? Like, I don't see human adults giving us a turtleneck blazer combination. See, I was thinking it was kind of like Jude Law. Like, I actually okay. think like maybe there is a modern take on that that we okay. don't, that we're not privy to. Mm-hmm. But if, because I do see men at like Christmas parties do a, like hot men. What? Yeah, I do. You see hot men at Christmas parties? Like Midwestern hot men. Like what if I'm back in Indiana? Not my <laughs> not my husband. No, he would never. He would not a chance. He is wearing his Michael Jordan Christmas sweater. <laughs> or, you know, some like he oh, I, listen, he's got great fits. Head to toe, always yeah, looks yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. But yes, this is a look that like guys that are like, I'm hot are doing. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, see, I was used to it. I was like, or maybe it's just because it's like all brown. Like, I really Grays, don't like, yeah. yeah, like, when it's like too kind of muted like that, I'm like, eh? But he turns around and it turns out he's a lawyer too. What are the odds? Exactly, at an equally prestigious firm. She's brilliant too. Big time lawyer. Oh. Wow. Oh I'm a lawyer too. For real? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with Taylor Smith. I don't know about big time, but yeah, it's big time. <laughs> well, 
then I'll leave you two to cross-examine. Oh, gosh, I can't take her in here. I'm so sorry. No, don't be. Don't be. I wouldn't have had the nerve to go up and talk to you. <laughs> and this is one of the things that just killed me this whole movie. Everyone who is a lawyer uses legal terms in conversation to be quote-unquote clever. And it's never clever because it happens with the dad a lot who's yeah. also a lawyer. So basically it turns out Chastity and Xavier love making law jokes and they end up talking until one in the morning. Listen to some of their very not sexy banter. What firm are you with? Um, I'm with Darby Lobel, but I won't be there long if I don't get, get back. back to my desk. Let me guess deposition. How did you know that? I didn't, but I know what it's like trying to get everything perfect. It's tough measuring up when the bar is so high. You have a tough time measuring up? <laughs> I find that hard to believe. <laughs> well, why don't you give me some time and maybe I can convince you beyond a reasonable doubt. I'm here to have one drink with an old friend. Now you got a new friend. So, let's have one more drink, huh? Maybe I can make my case. I do not see this as romantic in any way. I'm also like, when did Melanie leave? Like immediately? Did she have some peanuts with them? Like, were they a group? Like, because they went there. Oh, she left immediately. They went there as friends to have a drink. And then she <laughs> pawned him off on a man who was clearly on a date. So it's like, <laughs> listen, we know this film is not going to end up great for chastity. Melanie is kind of to blame. Um, so at first she doesn't want to give him her number, you know, all about work. Um, but he says, take your number, put it on my phone, and I will try to call you once. No more than three times. If I get voicemail, I promise I'll delete you. <laughs> it's once, no more than three. He is charming. He is so cute and good. <laughs> okay, so then we cut to a oh. gorgeous house. It is... I mean... So we haven't talked about where we are in this film. I think we're in Seattle? Ah, uh, okay. And yes, I, I was like, I think we're in Seattle. But then I think it's like, she grew up slash her parents live on, on like, one of those island. islands yes. off the coast, uh, like off of... Uh, Washington. Yes. I mean, off of whatever it Very is. Very double jeopardy. Yeah. And it's like, it's they keep referring to it as like a small town, but it's like everyone's a millionaire. You know, so it's like, exactly. yeah, it's a small town the same way that like Southampton is a small town. Like, exactly. sure. Yeah, Martha's Vineyard, small town. You must be a gazillionaire to be here. So we see this house. It's giving me like fear. Like, it's mm -hmm. like, the house is so gorgeous. On rustic and glass. Like yeah. rustic and glass. So it's like, you know, obviously like wood accents foundation, but then it's like wall of glass. So you can see the water hitting the rocks. Uh, yeah. Gorgeous. And it's, we have to go here. We need to like go on a friggin' yeah. lifetime tour where we go to the, our favorite houses and yeah. eat in our favorite kitchens. <gasps> because I have a feeling this one is probably somewhere in Vancouver. Because uh, you know they be yeah. shooting in Canada. And I want to go to Vancouver so badly. I've never been. I've never either. been. Maybe we demand our Lifetime movie a shot there just so we can be yeah, in Vancouver. Absolutely. In this house. Because in this house. This house, when you see it, and it's and it's overcast because it's the Pacific Northwest, mm -hmm. but it's also like you see this house and you go, oh my God, this is the perfect location for like a horror film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. house is just really great and I loved it. Yeah. Um, okay, so we meet Chastity's mom. Now, if you thought we were done with the stars in this film, we have just scratched the surface <laughs> because we see Miss Tina Knowles. Mama Beyonce. Looking so gorgeous. Honey, I think she's wearing her own line. She's giving us Good. House of Darion. Good. I'm telling you. I hope Tina, she demanded it. <laughs> and 
Tina is there and as the mom, and then there's a dad who I, he's like a working actor, but it's like, it's Tina. I'm not really here for you, dad. Yeah. It's really much more about Tina. I just love that Michelle and Tina are doing a film together. Like right, when I right. saw it, I was like, now I want Naomi and Peggy to do a movie together. <laughs> you know, that's a collab. Like I wonder. She's my adopted. Uh, she's adopted me. Like she's I, my adopted mom. Like Peggy. they obviously have lunch together and are like, okay. they just showing each other like pictures and being like, oh my God, star search. You know, like what are they <laughs> like? They just, their lives have been intertwined for so long. And it's fun to be like, oh, they obviously get along. Right. Which is, you know, not all the girls in Destiny's Child did okay because they got rid of people when they didn't like them so michelle coming in here and staying in to the point where it's like she and tina and i bet tina was like i want to do some acting and then michelle was like you want to play my mom in this movie yeah (laughs) tina was like sure what do i gotta do (laughs) honestly tina was a good actor and michelle was the final addition to destiny's child so it's like she was the missing piece in a lot of ways okay that's a very sweet way to look at it i was thinking you were gonna be like you know she was the last one she really had to make an impression I think that too, but it's like they had hits and stuff, but then it's like you think of the three of them as right. as the ultimate. Okay, right. so it's the dad's birthday, and so she brought him an expensive wine because she closed a big case, and then her and her mom get into this conversation that he thinks that Chastity is like a sellout because she's like a corporate lawyer. Before you say anything, you know he didn't mean it. Yes, he did, Mama. He just couldn't resist You know, your dad respects what you do. It's just that sometimes it feels like you want your life to be... I want my life to be what, Mom? Well, maybe the opposite of what he does. It's like he thinks he walks on water. The noble defense attorney advocating for the downtrodden. He gets paid, too, (laughs) very well. So I don't understand why he thinks my law is less virtuous than his. Because, like, he makes a little snide comment, yeah. you know? Like, because she's like, I closed a big case. And he's like, mm-hmm. You know, like, basically because what she does, because he's a defense he's attorney. He's a defense attorney. The so man like, is, this house, don't, let's not act like right. he is up in here. She you used, know what I mean? She used to be a public defender. And it's like, there is no job harder. Like, we all know yeah. that the justice system is effed. Listen to season yeah. three of Serial. Okay, it's not easy. <laughs> so she went into corporate law, but it's like, dad, truly pun intended, you are throwing stones living in a glass house. <laughs> like, you are a defense attorney. There is no, yeah, that's what I would want to be. I'm not like saying it's shameful, but it's like, that's who like the mob hires. Right. That's who like big pharma gets. Like you are living in a $7 million house looking right. down at your daughter for doing corporate law. I don't think so, Papa. I know. Well, but then of course, this is the moment though. This is where I have to do my eye roll. This is my, yeah. you know, and I have to, but then also I have to remember, right? This is probably produced by T.D. Jakes. Maybe all the Lust movies are produced by T.D. Jakes. I'm not sure. But very quickly when Chastity and her mom are talking, they immediately start quoting the Bible back and forth. Honor thy father and mother. This is still your father's house. I know. And I read that part of the scripture too, mom. You know, it also says, and ye fathers provoke your children not to wrath. And it's like, I just need us to debunk this myth of, like, the magical religious Negro, okay? We don't just be knowing the Bible, okay? We don't got the whole Bible memorized up in here. Just talk about some, honor thy father and thy mother. And then she, like, comes back with another quote. And it's like, relax, relax. Wow. But do you think a, a couple who names their daughter Chastity, maybe they do know the Bible? Well, I think, yeah, they do. But, like, are you really using it in conversation like that? Ugh, it's, like, so extra. Like, it's, like, so extra. I'd be yeah, like, I can't. Because they seem so fun and cool. 
And then you're like, oh man. I know. I mean, Tina's giving us a bright red lip. But yeah. I said, honey, is that is that is that bold lip for the Lord? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, okay, so then Xavier calls and she answers because she's like trying to get out of this like Bible conversation with her mom. And he is charming on the phone and fun, and she seems very into it. You answered. And after only one call, I gave you such an easy out. You know what this means, right? This means that you called at the right time to rescue me from my parents. Well, I guess it means I have great timing. I'm taking you to dinner tonight. I know, they're like really talking in a real casual way, but I will say this. Again, the thing with Xavier, he is cute. He's just a little too thirsty. Because literally, she picks up the phone, he goes, great, we going to dinner tonight? And she's like, no, I'm away. He's like, okay, tomorrow night. It's like, Xavier. And this is what sometimes really frustrates me about these psycho stalkers. There are plenty of codependent women who would love to hang out with you all day. Why do you zero in on the working lady who's dedicated to her job and be like, why won't you spend time with me? It's like, you knew who she was when you met her. I know, but that's what makes them, you know, it's the same thing that could be said for like predators. It's like, yeah. you know, there's a lot of women who would give you a hand job. Um, but... So then they're going to meet up for a date for one drink. She's really into this one drink. But when I tell you she shows up in this date looking like an Oscar statue, honey, she's coming in here just a like gold oh, yeah, she statue. Wes, he's wearing a suit. I was like, okay, this is a very, to me, this is a very high pressure date. But I guess rich people go on dates where they wear suits. Yeah, and they're like lawyers or something. Um, but I mean, it ends up working because they very quickly are having sex. Yes, um, yes. So <laughs> she's like, I never do this. And it's like, oh, girl. <laughs> I mean, I, also, I it's like, mean. <laughs> but it's also like we get it your name is chastity you never do this yeah. chastity never does this and like, then okay. i love um she's back in her dress it's still nighttime and she's like i gotta go um and i love uh-huh. you know because duncan's at home um and she's just like i'm not and he has a nice place she has a nice place but like she's not spending the night there yeah, she's, she's like, there. i have things to do and mm-hmm. then he's like you know i really would love to see you again so he's making it clear that it's like not a one night thing. Right. He does have on a gold chain around his neck, which is a real minus for me. Um, wow. And I'm just like, oh, but love a gold chain. You know what? That doesn't surprise me. Wow. I, I very much thought that you would say that, but that's also because I know your type. I bought CJ a gold chain for our anniversary. I, was, I assumed he already wore a gold chain. Well, he did. He had one, but he bought himself like a not nice one. And then it was like mm-hmm. giving him a rash or something. <laughs> okay. So cut to their anniversary celebration for being together one month, which isn't even one month. That's dating. That's not even like boyfriend, yeah. girlfriend. A one month anniversary is not normal. No. She even says, I haven't celebrated a one month anniversary since high school. No, it's <laughs> like, weird. And the thing is, like, she's like, and you did all this. And it's like, we see it. It's like he turned on his fire pit and they're having like a, some crude charcuterie. Yeah. So like, it could just be like, hey, I still really like you or whatever. And then like, so at this point, I'm like, they're weird or he's weird or something is weird. And then they're like, he goes, when's your birthday? And it's like, what? That is like one of the first questions I ask just because I like knowing when people, it's not even because of the stars or anything. I just like knowing when people's birthdays are and they figure out they have the same birthday. If we are not meant to be in the book of fate. December 15th. Both lawyers, <laughs> same birthday. Wow. 
I'm going to tell you this. When he said, it's my birthday too, I immediately thought he's lying. I did. I was like, oh, he's lying. But then he like pulls out his ID to show his birthday. And also the idea says Washington. Yeah. You know, okay. Like I said, yeah. So I, that's how I started to put it together. I was like, okay, then we must be in like a Seattle situation. And you know what's interesting about him as compared to like other quote unquote villains in Lifetime movies is that like, Everything is true up to this. Like, he is a lawyer yeah. at a good mm-hmm. firm. This is mm-hmm. his house. Yep. Um, he does have the same birthday as her. Like, it's, he's not, he doesn't have, like, the typical stalker, like, I'm making up stuff to try yes, and weasel yes, in yes. with this woman. It's like, you guys could have made this work. <laughs> right, right. He just, like, is coming on strong. He's and love so bombing. Like, he's love bombing. Yes, he's love bombing. Absolutely. And then, like, I don't know, a few days later pass, and she's at work, and she's like, I can't hang out, you know? And he's like, I can come help you. Again, he's just, like, a little too thirsty. Which he, like, I would have let want him her help. To, You would have let him come to your office and help with legal no, work? No, I would have sent him files and said, yeah, do the, well, I don't even know, log it? What are they? <laughs> but he's like, I'm a lawyer, too. I, CJ could write a script for me. CJ like wrote a script for one of his exes and I'm like still mad about it because this bitch <laughs> is working and I'm like, write me a script. Oh my I'm God. I'm over here absolutely. writing my own damn scripts like a idiot. Oh my God. He's I out mean, here writing and this girl's out here working. Yes. From absolutely not. Scripts. I'll tell you off air. I'll tell you off air. Oh, yeah. I'm we'll still upset that about Mike. it. Still upset. And then she's basically like, oh, really that's much appreciated, Xavier, but I'm going to be non-existent for the next week. You're going to have to live without me. You there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, is uh, there anything else wrong? No, no. It's just that I'm insanely busy. Listen, I'll call you when I'm out of the weeds, okay? And you see him on the phone, and he just looks so, like, shocked and taken aback. So, again, he's, like, very insecure, and it's like, babe, you could be with somebody who works nine to five and is available for you the rest of the evening. You knew who Chastity was. She was a woman named Chastity who wanted to make partner. Okay. So then we see them. They're back together after this week hiatus. um, And they've done like a wine and watercolor. I've still never done it. And they're all bankrupt now. So I don't think it's going to happen for me. (laughs) Um, And they're walking in this like very cute village. And then he (laughs) proposes... (laughs) Listen to this. Oh, what the hell? I'm going for it. Uh, what's happening here? Marry me. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm serious. Let's get married. No, you're not. What if I told you I was? Oh, my gosh. Okay. What? And this is, again, what I like about Chastity is that, like, she's like, what? No. Like, you know, she she doesn't, he is love bombing her and she does like him, but she doesn't like get so swept up in it. You know, she doesn't yeah. act like, she doesn't like lose her senses just because he's a very attractive man. Because yeah. quite frankly, I probably would have been like, sure, we could be I, engaged for a long time. I think I probably would have said yes too. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, he's gorge. Think about this double income, no kids situation you could yeah. have with him. Dinks. I mean, oh, that's the dream. Just give me like two more dogs and I'd have to get him out of those monochrome turtleneck blazer combos, but I'm in. But she says no, sh- she's stronger than us. Um, So he walks her home and then he like leaves her front door, walks to the river and throws the engagement ring in the river. And I'm like, no, get, 
your money. I hate when people do stuff with <laughs> engagement rings. It's like, you don't want $10,000? I don't understand. It's <laughs> no, like, go pawn it. Give it back. You have a receipt. Is it yeah. Roxanne's? Is Roxanne alive? <laughs> I know. Don't throw it I know. in I was the wondering. river. I was like, was it Roxanne's ring? Yeah, I was curious. I was like, mm. so it's like, what is going on? And then we see him like watch her outside her window yeah. in her house. And I was like, oh, there it Here is. Here we go. There it is. Now we're, now we're getting the old school tried and true stalker vibes. And then... The next scene, Chastity, she's like, she's waiting for Xavier for a lunch date. And then in walks an old high school friend named Roger, <laughs> a.k.a. Lil Romeo. <laughs> what did we tell you? The stars don't stop. The oh stars don't gosh. stop in this movie. OK, they're not playing. And again, this has to be one that he must be friends with Michelle Williams in real life. Yeah. Um, if you guys don't know who Lil Romeo is, he is a rapper. He was like a child rapper. Cute as a button. Is he Mace's like, son? Okay, it's, it's like Baby Mace. Yeah. Is what I assume. I think he is yeah, another rapper's son. He's got to be Romeo Miller. Percy Romeo Miller. Son of rapper Master P. Master P! Master bigger. P. He's the son of rapper and entrepreneur Master P and Sonia C. Wow. Okay. So he comes from a rap dynasty. He's the nephew of rappers C Murder and Silk the Shocker. Okay. okay. Big time. So this is, he's part of a dynasty. All right. Wow. He was signed to a record label at the age of five. So can we just talk about Romeo's been in here. Lil he Romeo's been in here. Five? Yes. Age five. Uh, after he wrote a rap to his father. So, so they're having like a catch-up, a very like, oh, friend from high school catch-up. Roger? Oh my God. What are you doing here? I'm not a total rule. I get to the big city every now and then. <laughs> okay, sit, sit, talk to me. Chess, chess. <laughs> Look at you looking like a zillion bucks. Oh, thank you. I can't believe I'm seeing you. I mean, what has it been, seven or eight years? Easy. Actually, I run into your folks a lot back at home. I hear you're doing really well. I'm doing all right. <laughs> Obviously, they're like, we're good friends, so she's excited to see him. But it's like, there's no flirty vibes to it. But as they're catching up, you see Xavier, like, stand at the window to the restaurant and watch them for a beat before coming in. Yeah. And when he comes in, he is, like, so, like, rude and cold and awkward because Roger's like, hey, dude, like, go shake his hand. And he's like, uh-huh. And, like, he just yeah. won't talk to him. And you're like, oh, good God, man. And it was a very casual moment. We discovered that Chastity and Roger took karate together mm -hmm. as kids. He owns a karate dojo. And, in fact, that's how we met when we were kids. We took the same karate class. On the island, the rich island. He owns yeah. a dojo. And Xavier is just, like, not able to shake this Roger stuff. Roger kept going, and um, we stayed friends. Just friends, or maybe a little bit more? Okay, well, maybe we dated for a year in high school. Oh. <sighs> He's a small-town guy, and I'm a big city girl. Wasn't gonna last. Xavier's like, okay, but what if that wasn't the case? And she goes, we'd be married with two kids. And she's not kidding. And I'm like, mm, chastity. She said 10, Megan. She said yes. 10? We'd be married with 10 kids. Okay, so maybe she was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but she did say so matter of fact. She's like, we'd be married with 10 kids. No, and then Xavier looks put off and it's like, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of reasons why you wouldn't wind up with your high school boyfriend and outside of just like geographical. Also, the in this film, they make it seem like this island and Seattle are so far away. And it's I like, I think you just have to take a ferry. 
I know, especially because I'm like, well, we just saw him at lunch. You know what I mean? Right. Like you ran into him. So it can't be that far. But also, and th- this to me that was common in like religious themed films, the idea of the person from childhood. Is who you're or the, to be. Yes, wow. like the first love. And I think it has a lot to do with sort of purity, virginal, you know, Naomi, nature, like the person from when you were a child. That didn't even clock for me. And you are 100% right. That's why I'm here. Okay. Oh I'm my here to, I was like very into that energy. And I have to say nothing makes me sadder than being on the road doing comedy, period. Um, but <laughs> also then like seeing couples that you know, you're like in these towns and you mm-hmm. see these couples and you know they've been together since high school and you're like, girl... Ugh, I wish you would have left. Even but then I'll tell you this, months. though. My hairstylist, shout out to Christy Walker. She does listen to the pod. Hi. She and her husband have been together since they were like 16, 17. And they were like still deep in love and happy and thriving. And I'm always like, but it's so funny because I always I'm like, I'm like, really? You've yeah. been together? Like, I'm, I'm always like, this is foreign to me. And I'm like, I was like, no, then I went here, like, you know, it's like, I get it. I was like, it happens and it's, it's gorge when it does. But I think there's something about movies when it's like, this is what's real yeah it's like they just really romanticize it when it's like i don't know anybody i like when i was 15 is good i don't know where they are now you know what i'm saying close i'm still close with like my high school crushes and very like truly i'm still very close with a lot of the guys that i went to high school with um and gals but it's like yeah i just i think it's it's more like if you went to college and then you came back and you still like that person, like it's like have yeah, 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 a yeah. experience <laughs> is what I oh, will I be telling my son. Right, right. So then the next thing we see Xavier and Chastity are on a double date with Melanie and some dude. We don't even. I don't know. You know, yeah, I didn't get, get nothing from him. Again, it's been on a month with them together, right? Where you're like. Is Melanie, like, does Melanie have a boyfriend? I don't know. Melanie be out in these streets. We do learn that Melanie is a plastic surgeon, though, which is very exciting. Yeah. And they start talking about religion, and Xavier says he's agnostic. And it's just like, okay. Again, for people who are, for someone he was going to be engaged to, you know, just like a week earlier, Mm -hmm. why didn't he know she was religious? Love is blind. (laughs) I just don't understand how they do you can um, have these conversations. And it's also like when he says he's agnostic, they're all like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, okay. Um, um, and then as they're walking back to their cars, like yeah. it's Melanie and Chastity, she tells her that Xavier proposed. Did I tell you he proposed a few weeks ago? No, you most certainly <sighs> did not. He got on one knee, girl. <laughs> Chastity. <laughs> And I think it's funny that she's like, oh, didn't I tell you that he proposed? Like, it's like <laughs> everything about the conversation is like, whoa, whoa, crazy. <laughs> I know. Like, Megan, if your longtime friend was just like, oh, yeah, did I tell you he proposed? You would be like, how dare you? Yeah. How dare you? I feel like if we're supposed to be friends, I don't want to hear when you like win a big case. I want to hear when somebody you've been dating for three weeks proposes. Exactly. Okay? That's what you need to call me about. Um. So now it's like the next day something where Xavier's work and he is being taken off of a case because he CC'd someone by accident. I don't know. I, I don't exactly know what happened, but uh, I sent the email and then I realized that I, I forgot to take her off CC's. I realized it was an idiotic mistake. I tried to fix it. Trying to fix it was the idiotic mistake. You should have come to us first. 
And like, even this, it's like, that's not even like a psycho thing to do. <laughs> like, it's right, like, right, 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 right. like, I think they're trying to be like, Xavier, the loose cannon. And it's like, I text the wrong people talking shit about them all the time. <laughs> I can't just... So I'm like, Xavier, okay, <laughs> relatable guy. When I tell you I have received other people's contracts Ooh. from like lawyers and venues because I'm assuming that. it was supposed to go to somebody else named Naomi and then they just autofill with whoever I was and they didn't remember who I was. You think Naomi I just thought was Do you get a lot of Naomi I wish. No, stuff? it's like someone's like, it's supposed to go to some other lawyer or some other rep. Oh. And I'm up in here and I don't even tell them sometimes. I'm like, well, they'll figure out they didn't get that eventually. And, <laughs> and I'm just like, I look and I'm like, okay, what are other people getting for work? Let me run through this I know, information. I read that. Okay, so now we're gonna, we've been really making a meal out of this, but it's like, it's crazy time now. Okay, so Chastity and Xavier talk. He's like, I had a really, really bad day. Yeah, she's he like, comes in with an attitude. Yeah, so he let's have food. We'll unwind. He gets in. She's FaceTiming Roger, right. who is showing her his new place, which I yeah. did clock as weird. I thought so too. So, Kooky Xavier obviously does not like it. He's not having it. Listen to this. We're not going to take out our office problems on each other. Office problems? <laughs> I'm not talking about office problems. I'm talking about you striking up again with your ex. You're not actually jealous. Do not talk to me that way. It's a perfectly reasonable takeaway. Yeah, but I wouldn't take that away if I walked in on you talking to somebody that you said you dated for a second in high school. A second? Yeah, I mean... Oh, my God. A second? You said you dated him for, like, a year or something. Listen, you're obviously not in the state of mind to have a rational conversation. Man, I hate that. Hate what? That I want you to be rational? I hate that you assume that I'm not just because I'm upset. You're upset about something irrational. Look, why don't we just call this a night where you can go home and get some sleep and have some distance Please, from the day. Don't dismiss me. You were the one that invited me over here. That was before you accused me of running around on So what you. are you going to do? Kick me out? I'm going to ask you to leave. Please. That's a, that's a good idea, actually. I, I, I think so. I'm going to get out of your hair. Call your best friend Roger back. Talk to him all damn night. And then he slams her phone on the ground. And kicks it. So that's broken. Yeah. All right. And it's just kind of like so petulant, so childlike. It's just like, okay, Xavier. You know, again, that to me. And again, she was like very good because she was like, get out. I yeah, really, we'll I talk just about felt like this okay. later. Yeah, it was like very dull. And then the next day, she's at the like cool lounge where they, they have to work. Where they yes, met. and she's with some coworkers celebrating something work wise. And then a waitress comes up with a a cell phone, yeah. wrapped you know with ribbon, and it's like this is from the man at the bar. And then she looks over and it's Xavier standing mm. there watching. Yeah. <sighs> so then she goes over. She's like, "How did, did you, know you even I know I was here?" Lucky guest. Um. I appreciate the gesture, but I'll replace the phone. Oh, look, uh, about the other night, I just wanted to... Uh... Listen, it's okay. I know you didn't mean it. All is forgiven, but I think we should leave things the way they are, and let's just go our separate ways. I'm a survivor of child abuse. And she's like, oh, okay. Okay. What a manipulation. Okay. Master manipulation. That's how you stop someone in their tracks. 
And so she, like, agrees to give him a second chance because he lets her know that, like, he got left with his grandmother, who was a mean person, and then his mom died, and he was back with his grandmother, and he poured himself into books. And she's like, okay, I will give you a second chance, but there's not going to be a third chance. And then they, And also, like, you need to go to therapy, right? Because yes, this whole thing, he's like, right. he's like, I haven't been going to therapy. She goes, you can go to therapy. Yeah. And you ain't getting a third chance. Yes. Like, it was, which, again, I'm liking this heroine. She's not someone who's like, ah. again, he is smothering, but he doesn't come off as, like, mentally ill yet no so they like kiss and make up and like her co-workers are still just like like a settee away like i'm like <laughs> I, I would love to be the co-worker that's sitting there being like what the f is going on over there <laughs> who is that man in a turtleneck and next thing you know honey chastity's gotten a promotion at work she's now a junior partner so Woo! that's one step towards the big time senior partner and they're at Xavier's house and he's cooking dinner and they're having a sweet little time. And then she, finally she's like, I want you to meet my father. And this is a very big deal because she's obsessed with her father's approval. You know, he's obviously still very judgy of her and what she does. And so the decision for like a man to meet her dad is like, OK, she must be really feeling Xavier. Mm -hmm. So then they go to dinner and Xavier's laying it on thick. Yeah. Well, there's more than one attorney named Victor Jeffries, I'm sure. None with your reputation, however. I mean, you smashed through boundaries where they were never broken before. I studied many of your cases in law school. Hopefully the ones I won. Are there any other kind? Enough, sadly. <laughs> All right, I think you've inflated Dad's ego enough. He's like a famous read your attorney. I love that. Yeah. I love when someone's like famous in a profession where people are not famous. <laughs> But he's being real sweet, and Dad is just like, will not give him anything. He's like, thank you. Uh-huh. Okay. And so then when Xavier goes to the bathroom, he's basically like, I don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> and so, of course, it starts a fight where she feels... A lot of style, no substance. And so, of course, this leads to a bigger fight, and she's feeling like, you know, you don't like anything I do. You always have a problem with something, you know? And then, of course, there's the classic black parent, I pushed you because you got to work twice as hard to get half as far, and, like, that kind of thing. And so... Obviously, when dinner is over, Chastity's not in the best mood. No. Well, you know who can't take that? Xavier, who needs constant attention and positivity and being told that he's the best. Right. So, so they are getting into it. And he's like, this, this is your problem, Chastity. This right here is the key to all of your problems. Oh, here we go. No, no. It all comes down to daddy, doesn't it? Uh Excuse Xavier, you're walking close to the I'm edge. I'm walking close to the edge? Yes, you are. I think you are willing to sabotage what we have over your father's approval for just one second. And that's why you focus so much on your career over your personal life. So tell me, how's that going for you so far, Chastity? I don't need you to be my armchair psychiatrist, okay? How about you worry about your mommy issues before you worry about me and my hey, listen, daddy you issues? you don't talk about Excuse it like me, that. Excuse me, You Xavier, understand me? Get your hands Stop off pulling me. Away from I mean, let me go! Y'all. Y'all. Louder for the people in the back. He pushes her into the street and a car almost hits her. We gonna have to take a break because this is off the rails. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Okay. Okay, we don't come back. She has been thrown into the street, honey. Head on the pavement. Yeah, this is a, it, this is a major escalation. Major. Um, and now she's in the hospital. She has a head wound because it is yeah. bandaged. And Xavier has gone to the gift shop and bought her a shirt that says too hot to handle. <laughs> and it's like, why are you here? You should be in jail. And like, what kills me is that whenever he does something terrible, he is so quick to minimize it. He's like, it was an accident. It was an accident. You shoved me into the street and a car almost hit me. You fell off the curb. This is just not going to work. So she's like, we're over. And then he grabs the t-shirt, doesn't even let her take it. And then he like <laughs> storms out of the little like ER room she's in. And I think he like drop kicks the shirt bag. <laughs> yeah, he like, he's just like, yeah, screams and has another tantrum. And it is more than anger. When you boil over, it turns into pure wrath. And I, that can't be my burden. I cannot let that be. Chastity, please. This just happened, so everything is raw. I'm gonna give you whatever time you need to gain perspective on this. You have to know I love you. Yeah, I know. But that's not enough. Don't do this, Chastity. Sorry, I'm, it's over. I'm sorry. And again, though, this is why I'm still on her side, honey. She has put up her wall. She's not putting she up with her this boundaries. nonsense. Yeah. Yes, yes. And again, because this is a movie about a sin, she's like, it's not just anger, Xavier. You boil over and it turns into pure wrath. And it's like, okay, we get we it. That the is title. the title of the film. Okay, so they are broken up. And then we see him in therapy. And the therapist is like, she doesn't want you. Like, basically, the therapist is just reading him aloud like she's not that into you. Um, <laughs> And then he gets really mad and like storms out of the therapist. I was honestly shocked he was going to therapy at all. I know. Me too. I thought he was definitely lying. I was glad he was actually there. Again, the whole movie is overcast, but it's still, even the therapist's office is beautiful. Gorgeous. I'm like, I'm like, where is this? I thought Does it was at the he take house. insurance? I was like, <laughs> I doubt he takes insurance with that. No, he's out of network and then you have to bill later. That's what I'm going through with my psychiatrist. <laughs> Um, so now that she has said, I'm done with you, Xavier, he's, he cranks it up, honey. He's giving us professional stalker vibes. He has hacked Chastity's computer so that he can watch her. Mm -hmm. She's chatting with her friend, Melanie, uh, video chatting. And then she spills red wine in her bag. And it's like a bag. It's like kind of like a ratty old bag, but it's has sentimental value. Her dad gave it to her. And the very next day she gets into work. And what is delivered but a new bag. Mm -hmm. And she literally calls him and is like, what did you do? Bug my apartment. Mm -hmm. This is why we love chastity. She's smart. She's not putting it up. And then, of course, he has a hissy fit. She's like, don't call me again. She goes to the tech guy at work. And he's like, you got spyware, babe. It's everywhere. Yeah. And I love she goes, how can we prove who did this? Because she's a lawyer, honey. Yeah. She's like, give me the evidence. Let me build this case. We're about to take his ass to court. She's ready. And he's like, there's really no way to prove it. This could happen anytime. It could be happening in this office. <laughs> like, someone can do it. So she's like, 
great. So I know it's him, but I can't prove it. So then we see he's just texting her kind of nonstop, you know, classic stalker stuff. And then she calls Roger and they have like a little like, why do I have such bad taste in in men? And like, of course, Roger, like this is where Xavier was, right? Like Roger (laughs) is into her. So Roger and Chastity like go on dates, are hanging out. And of course, Xavier is following and watching them. But there's like not dates yet. Because I will say it's like, first it's just like, oh, come, come with me. Like they, she's like sad so she goes to talk to him and that's I will say strange to me if I'm having an emotional like problem in a relationship I why, thank you I want Melody why would you not talk to your bestie Melody also how far do you live from each other I don't understand you can't make it work <laughs> but you're able to like pop over immediately and exactly. then I'm like Xavier was right <laughs> exactly exactly so now they're like hanging out by the pier and he's watching from like a table 20 feet away yeah and then the next day oh boy chastity goes to pick up her little puppy duncan at doggy daycare oh boy and he's like oh she was already here who was already here your friend picked up duncan like an hour ago no what are you talking about yeah you texted me did you forget wait no and you see basically that xavier has cloned chastity's phone and he is the one who texted the doggy daycare saying she couldn't make it and to let him get the dog. So she runs back to her house. She gets home and he is in the house, which is like, baby girl, change them locks. Okay? Yeah. You're smart. He can't be able to get in your house. And he is in the kitchen, leaned up against the stove, holding the dog, little Duncan, precariously over the stove and a whistling tea kettle. Xavier, what are you doing? Just what it looks like. I picked up your dog for you. Give him to me. Just one second. No, I've already called the police. Chastity, you're making this bigger than what it is. Yeah, like an open flame. Like we are talking, not a lecture, we're talking gas. And he yeah. is holding the little Duncan. Like Duncan is tiny. He He's going to go up really fast. This was, oh, this scared this was very, me. You know, it was so scary. It was so tense. But I will say whenever they cut to Duncan, he did look very comfortable because <laughs> he's a professional little dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's like, like but he's like holding him with one hand and he's like, you know, five pounds of anything. Yes. And he's just like, and what, but then it was hysterical. He goes, I stayed away. All right. It proved to you that I'm not some clinging lunatic. Lunatic. As he's like about to kill her dog. As he's holding her dog uh, hostage. I proved to you I'm not crazy. So she does what a lot of Lifetime Queens have taught us to do. She yes. pretends she misses him. Um, and she's like, I'm sorry. I know I hurt you. And, and she goes in to kiss him and then she pepper spray and grabs Duncan and gets out of the house. Yes. So then we see she has gone to stay with her mom and dad, who wouldn't, and she is sitting at the family piano singing Amazing Grace. I said, what a blessing. Amazing Grace, how sweet the song. She sounds almost like Dolly. It's like a country kind of She's version so of it to me. It's like a real country croon, kind of that high Jolene kind of feel to it. Mm. But when she's talking to her mom, we do learn that Xavier got arrested. She's gotten a restraining order and he doesn't know where she is. And I'm like, honey, he cloned your phone. Right. He don't know where you are. I'm like, babe, he don't know where you are. Okay. And Duncan is not with her. She's like, Melanie yes, has Duncan. And I'm like, how could you leave Duncan after this? And she, at the beginning of the movie, she brought Duncan with her. So it's not like there's an allergy situation. <laughs> like, I'm like, why is Duncan not there? Yes. Um, and this is when I start to be like, oh, I think something bad's going to happen at this house. It's like too pretty. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so then we get to Roger in his new dojo and he's teaching kids. And Chastity comes in 
in and they're about to get lunch, but he's like, oh yeah, right. I put up my belt a long time ago. Well, you better get the dust off of it. Look, I'd rather you be prepared in case Romeo pop up again, okay? I'm like, thank you, Roger. Someone's thinking. And so they kind of like spar a little bit. And so you're seeing her getting back into karate because she used to be a green belt when she was a little kid. Okay. So she does have some aptitude. And then we see Roger, he comes over to Chastity's parents' house and he's like helping them move some stuff out of the garage. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, but if Mama Tina is not wearing a House of Darion denim jumpsuit, I don't know what she's wearing. I think she Okay, because she's giving, I said, this is a woman of Lloyd, but she's giving us a bold lip and a denim jumpsuit with, with a, belt. a gold belt. Yep. I said, okay, sis, you said I will not be dowdy. Um, no, I will be of the Lord, but I will be turning looks. <laughs> um, so then we're back in the city and Xavier is playing squash. Is that squash? Yeah, he's squashing. Yeah, he's squashing. Okay. He's squashing. And his friend from work, the one that was like, get underneath someone new, was like, you put your hands on, you broke into her house. That's the kind of crap crazy people do. You're in big trouble. All right. You were arrested. You're on forced leave from the firm. You're lucky they don't fire your ass. Not to mention maybe losing your law license. Get your head out of your ass. All right, it's over. She doesn't want you. And I'm like, wow. Like, rarely do these people even have friends. Like, we yes. don't even ever see them with people. Let and alone people who talk sense. Yeah. And then we find out that Xavier is on forced leave from the firm um, and he might lose his law license because he has like seven restraining orders <laughs> out against him now. So, yeah. And, you know, I will say this. He's like so obsessed with chastity, but it did seem like he got over his previous fiance in like a day. So it's very interesting. I'm like, why don't you just get to another girl the way you just because literally was like her fiance was like, I'm gone. And he was like, all right, I'm going to the lounge. Yeah, I think else. it's just like, yeah, would if, if Melanie hadn't tapped him, would have it been that woman he was on a date with? Does he just like yes. cling? I mean, is it true mommy issues? <laughs> so Romeo and Chastity have been training Dojo together and clearly like dating. And he wants her to move back to the island. And she's like, why don't you open up a dojo in the city? Oh, my God. Can we write the movie Dojo in the city? Yeah. Please. I would love it. I would think a dojo in Seattle would do really well. Sure, why not? And this is when I started to put it together where I was like, okay, this takes place in Washington State, but there's some island yeah. full of upper middle class black people yeah. outside of Seattle. I said, I want to go there. I want to go there. I would like to make a life there. Take me to this beautiful island where the property is pristine and Lil Romeo has a dojo. You need to go on a pilgrimage there. Um, and so then she straddles him and they make out. Yes, mm -hmm, thank you. Mm -hmm. So then we are at Xavier's house and he is trying to patch up the hole in his wall only to then punch another hole in the wall. <laughs> I'm like right next to it. <laughs> I don't know why this was so funny to me. <laughs> I know it was so, so silly. If this was a comedy, they would have panned out and there would have been like 700 holes in the walls. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. And then... He remotely accesses Chastity's computer and uses like the Find Her Phone app to get her location. You know, we love a location through a cell phone. So then that night we see Chastity and Roger enjoying fireworks. Why? I imagine what this holiday has. They just no, do this that. island's like, it's Friday. We're doing oh. fireworks for <laughs> all of our gorgeous rich black people. <laughs> and then she looks over and she thinks she sees Xavier. And then it's like, oh my God, there he is. And then they, she and Roger go over there. He confronts a guy. Hey! My fault, man. I 
I thought you were somebody I knew. Then when he, of course, when the guy turns around, it's not Xavier. Yeah. But you know, actual Xavier was there. Probably okay. There. I am taking some piece in being like, um, Romeo is a five-time black belt. You know, like, yes. at least she's like with a man that Thank can you. whoop some ass. Exactly. And so... And you know he's there because then, of course, the very next day, Roger and Chastity, they're walking in the park. Roger's like, I'm going to go. She's like, go get my boxing gloves for me. It's like, what? Okay, fine. But of course, when he leaves, Xavier rolls up on Chastity by herself. And listen to this. Hi, Chastity. Xavier, what the hell are you doing here? Just in the neighborhood, visiting some clients. Although, I thought I might run into you. You don't have any clients in this neighborhood. Let's just agree to disagree on that, huh? You look nice, however. It's nice to see you. I have a restraining order against you, and you are well within 100 feet of me. I'm not supposed to be anywhere near you, I know that. And you're probably afraid of me, but I'm just here to tell you that you don't need to be. All right? If you just give me 10 minutes of your time, I'm sure you'll understand. Xavier, your time ran out a long time ago. I just in the neighborhood visiting some clients. But then Romeo gets him. Is there a problem over here? Oh, great. Of course, Roger's with you. Why don't you mind your own business, pal? I'm making this my business now. Really? She obviously doesn't want to talk to you. So let me tell you this, okay? You keep things pushing, there'll be no need for things to get unpleasant. (laughs) Help! Listen to me, okay? If you want to live a long, fruitful life, I advise you to never contact Chastity again. Let go of me. Do you understand? Get the hell off me! I have a restraining order against him. I'll take that as a yes. Oh my God, I love it. Romeo got him down. But I will say this though, when the cops came up on them, I was very, very worried they might arrest Roger because he has his hands on a posh white man who was wearing a turtleneck under his puffy right. vest. And and Chastity did make a point to be like, I have a restraining order against that one. You know, like right. pointing at like the white one. <laughs> and at this point, it's like, what do restraining orders do? Like, <laughs> I know, they really they don't, don't do, do anything. anything. I think because they know they can't actually keep a person away. It's just a paper trail that will then enable someone to take legal action later. The actual restraining order does nothing, but it just makes it so that when someone comes up on you, the police can get him. Okay, it's a violation. But yeah, I know. Stupid. Then you know after all this happens, Chastity has a heart to heart. She tells her father what's been going on. It's over. I hope so. But you were right about him. I'm like, okay, you don't don't need to give him all that. Exactly. I was like, he didn't know. He wasn't. He said he doesn't have much substance. He didn't say he seems like a stalking murderer. Okay. And dad didn't know all that. And at one, at what point can you stop being hard on her? She made junior partner. You know, like what you <laughs> no. wanted happened. So can't you just be like, okay, I I was right about like you needing to study really hard, and now I can chill out in my mansion. I know. So the next day, she wakes up to a present on her family's porch. It looks like it's like the balcony outside of her bedroom. Like, it's like that close. It wasn't even the general porch. It was like, because again, hello, glass, sliding doors. We need to maintain that yeah, view scary. at all times. But also scary, because it's like, pink. you just, you exactly. know. He could just like, that's why I don't like, like, that's why I can't be there at night in glass. Oh, boy. It's very scary. It's beautiful and terrifying. Exactly. So then there's a beautiful box, you know, wrapped with a bow and she opens it and it is a bloody dead animal heart. So they say. So she says, but it was like so big and I was so it scared. Was and I was like, what a giant. I, I was like, where did you get this out of a cow? It was so big. I thought it was an uncooked prime rib. <laughs> <laughs> like, it looked like a Christmas roast. But they were like, it's an animal heart. I'm like, how do you guys know this? And then I'm reminded again, where is Duncan? 
I like know. I know. Luckily, the heart Duncan. was big enough that I knew it couldn't have been Duncan. No, exactly. So no, big. it was the heart was bigger than Duncan. I know. It was. A- uh, so then she calls Roger, and he's like, but "That's not all that he did." What do you mean, Roger? What else did he do? I'm coming to get you. He has destroyed Roger's dojo studio. He just like wrecked it, and it's so. It's like my God. We know it's him, but then of course, because Lifetime is a cab. The cops are basically like, well, we don't have any proof that it was him. But we also find out that even though Xavier, you know, violated the restraining order. And got arrested the day before. He's already, he's out on bail, honey. He's out on bail. And and literally, (sighs) the detective is like, this isn't the city. The judge that's out here, he, well, he went fishing. It was like, again, they said, no matter where you are, you can't trust these cops. Or these judges. I know. I'm like, what is going on? And so I guess there's a part of the dojo that's not destroyed because then they're still sort of training. They cleaned up the glass. Yeah, they you know, swept it's it like, up. I, does the dojo together. have a lot of bells and whistles? Probably not. You put down a new mat, you're ready to go. <laughs> and so we see them training. And then this is when I had a really great thought. In addition to our Vancouver pilgrimage, mm-hmm. we should do an I Love a Lifetime movie self-defense class. Oh my God, I love that. I love that. We couldn't teach it, but we would attend it, you guys. And then we would all like learn how not to become a lifetime movie victim. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yes, I love that. Okay, we got to find a way to do that because I've wanted to take self-defense for a long time. And I think I have before, but then I like forget. Of course. Um, And it's like, I know you have pepper spray. I don't. Oh, you got to have that. I know. You got (sighs) to. And so as they're sitting there talking, though, after training, Roger's like, well, maybe you should stay here. And for some reason, Chastity just has an outsized reaction. Okay, just listen to this. Roger, I, I do have to get back to the city. I have to get back to my life. You think that makes the most sense? I mean, maybe you should wait till the cops pick him up. Well, the cops will pick him up, lock him up, and then he'll make bail. Again, I can't hide forever. Chastity, this man's dangerous. Yeah, but if he wanted to kill me, he would have done it the other night when he was in my room. A man with a a mind like that, who thinks like that, think you need to take him more serious. Are you suggesting that I'm not taking this seriously? I'm suggesting that you stay smart, stay aware. Why do you think you'll be safer in the city anyways? And I'm safe here. Roger, I've got to clean this mess up myself. I brought this here, I brought this to you, I brought this to my parents. You don't need to worry about me. And you don't need to worry about me. I can handle myself. A woman with a psychopath stalker. Of course I'm going to worry about you. Roger, I just got out of a controlling relationship. I'm trying to control you. You know that. I'm trying to help protect you. But that's the problem. You can't. And the presumption that I need a knight on a horse? No, it's not like that. I got to pack. I mean, he's not trying to control you. He's trying to help you live. Yeah, and I'm also wondering, like, I, you know, she made Junior Partner right before all of this. Like, has she been working remotely? We know that's possible in a COVID era. Exactly. Is that possible in a wrath era? Exactly. Um, and exactly. so, like, has she had to take a sabbatical? Like, if exactly. Xavier has, like, messed with her career, um, oh because it's like her two favorite things are Duncan and her career. And <laughs> if he has messed with both of them, I'm going to be really upset. So, um, Chastity is leaving. Obviously, Tina is nervous, too. It's like right, everyone who cares right. about you is like, you're going back into the city. And she She's like, I have $7,000 of security set up. 
Okay. <laughs> so then Tina's like, I want you to have one more piece of security and pulls out a loose gun. <laughs> <laughs> she has a full on handgun and she just like holds it almost like she's like displaying it on QVC. Oh it's like a real, gosh. just like a camera forward handhold. And she legit says, she goes, well, one more piece of security won't hurt. I got you a going away present. Mama, that's not even wrapped. Just take it, baby, please. Uh, I thought that was so she, funny. So in this movie, she gives Bible verses and nine millimeters. <laughs> Chastity's like, it's not even wrapped. Like, it really is just like Lucy. I wish she had been like holding it on a pen. Um, <laughs> so Chastity calls Roger. She does apologize. And then Xavier is listening in on their call. And it's like, how did you get $7,000 worth of security? And you haven't gotten a new phone? New phone? No, what? I know. How, you got to get a new, new phone, phone and new, new number, like all of it, hun. All of it. Did she? And he hacked that? Like, I'm just like, new apartment. Sad. I know. Everything. That place looks great. I know. And so he's listening. And so he, he and he's also following Roger in his car. And so when Roger's going out, because he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take my nighttime run. Which is a luxury of men. A luxury of men. Running after dark, leisurely. Can you imagine? Never. Never. And of course, what happens? Xavier hits him with his car and leaves him in the street. And I said, no, not Lil Romeo. Not Lil Romeo. Luckily, he moves a little bit after he's hit. So I'm like, okay, okay, there's a chance. There's a chance. And you see, of course, Chastity runs to the hospital to check on Roger. And he's stable, but he's very injured. And she said something that, again, was very relatable to me. She's like, will he ever walk again? And no one said anything about him not being able to walk. But that is exactly <laughs> what I would say if you told me someone, was like, can they walk? Will uh, they be able to speak? What's happening? And it's like, and the doctor was like, there's no reason to think he won't make a full recovery. Okay, like, great. I get it. Good. She comes in at its head. Gosh, and then, I mean, his dojo studio, his body, it's like ugh, chastity. Wow. So then a detective walks her to her car. Okay, finally mm -hmm. a smart move. And Thank now you. we are back at the opening scene of the film. Yes. So she gets out of the car she, because, because the, the trunk, trunk is was open. And yeah. then we know now that it's Xavier, even though we can't see him, we know, has knocked her out and puts her in the trunk. And so she wakes up in what looks like the dojo, which is like, okay, what do you, you don't have any place else? You're using other people's locations to hold people? Xavier, please. And then listen to this. It's your boy Roger now. Oh, out. Your leg's broken. I mean, it looks broken. Another way to put it is you broke my leg. It didn't have to come to this chastity. It didn't come to this... You brought it to this. And what choice did you give me? Huh? You just shut it all down. Everything. I love you. Then why are you hurting me? You hurt me. Yeah, I did some bad things, I know. But I'm a good person. You didn't even give me a chance. gonna do shoot me i don't know maybe i should i just have this this anger inside me i don't know what to do with okay you know it was better when i was with you do you know that xavier i want to help you that's sweet but it's a little late for that now chastity 
You did this. You brought out this wrath. And now you're going to pay. Yes. Yes, he has pulled a gun on her. I think you it's know, her the gun. way lovers do. I think it's her gun. It looks sure, like the one but the Tina point is, I know. He's I like, know, I was I better know. when I was with you. And I it's like, know. Oh. I know. It's like, you should have listened to your friend. Exactly. Ugh. So, and she and was supposed happened, to be coming home. Um, right right after visiting Roger in the hospital. And so they call the detective and call her and it's been like two hours. So clearly something is wrong. And Tina at one point goes, no, she's not visiting friends. Like, <laughs> the, like <laughs> she's annoyed um, with the detective. So she is going along with Xavier's whole, like, I am a child of abuse and that she wants to help him. She's back to like what she did when he was holding Duncan over yeah. the flame, being like, Xavier, you don't believe that I sincerely want to help you? I think you're telling me what you think I want to hear. I mean, look at where we are. <laughs> How do I know you're not just trying to manipulate me? By looking directly into my eyes. The eyes always tell. You'll know if I'm lying. I love you. I love you. And what does she do, Heidi? She smashes a glass over his head, puts him in a sleeper hold. He's knocked out. And y'all, she only got one good leg. Yeah. Remember? Because like he braced broke up it. too. Yeah. He's he broke a dang leg. And she did all of this on one leg. Ooh, baby, that felt good to see. And this is what made this movie so fun for me is that she was not this little like delicate wallflower. No. Yeah. So she was just like, nope. She picks up the gun, points it at his head, and says, I got wrath too. Lucky for you. got mercy. (laughs) (laughs) We love it. We love it. Wow. Okay. So then the cops are there. Another crime solved, boys. (laughs) Uh, They take Xavier away. And like at this point, I'm like, they're probably going to let him out tomorrow. He's going to make bail. But I guess he's done hit and run and armed assault. So next we see her sitting in the hospital and Roger's like, (laughs) like Roger makes a joke about like, wow, you really wanted to hang out with me after visiting hours or something because like she's bandaged now. Exactly. She's like, she's sitting in her own wheelchair wearing a gown. And she's like, well, I had to stay. And so I'm like, oh, they're fun. And she's like, "Is he? did you get him or whatever? And she's like, yeah, I did. You know, and so he's like proud of her. And then she goes, only six more deadly sins to conquer. Wow. Which is like, okay, we get it. We get it. I just, they just, they pull back like 10%. I know. Of the direct sin talk. I would have been like, this is fun. But next, this is something that I didn't expect. <laughs> this is so insane. Next, we cut to chastity visiting Xavier in prison. In and a, her out, yeah. Janelle Monet ensemble. It was very Janelle Monet. Yeah, she's wearing a corset with a button-down shirt and tie. And a tie. And a black tie. Black and white, okay? She's giving us that contrast, okay? And then... She wants to purge. She wants to free herself, right? She's like, I came for one thing, to forget what's behind me and reach to what's ahead. Why? I think it'd do my soul some good. I'm sorry for everything that I did to you. 
Yeah. Maybe. Xavier, your anger destroyed your life, and I was not about to let it destroy mine. You're right. I did what I came to do. They talk for five seconds, and then she goes, okay, I got what I came here for. And I'm like, <laughs> what did you come here for? <laughs> this but, outfit? To turn a look in prison? <laughs> no, I think it was like, she's like, I just want to show you I'm looking good. Okay, now, <laughs> listen to this. One of my favorite parts of the whole movie. You know, Chastity, I've got um, parole coming up in a couple of years. So you maybe you could put in a good word. Xavier. He said, could you put in a good word? He, he oh honestly, my God. he has white male stand-up comedy energy. <laughs> you know, like truly just like bombed on a show. And then it's like, what can I do it again? <laughs> this prison scene made no sense to me. I yeah. do not understand what she was seeking. Um, I guess she just it was wanted her to, like, forgiving. Yeah, she was just like, I want to look at you and just be like, I am over it. Like, you know, again, it's a religious moment where she has to like be able to say to him directly, like, I am free. And now she's free. And it's like, babe, write a letter and burn it. Yeah, like, like I, everyone else. I just didn't even like <laughs> get her saying that. Like, there wasn't even a moment where I'm like, there she said it. Like, it just <laughs> seemed like she was like, hi, I'm here. And he's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, I got what I needed. Click. I'm like, <laughs> I don't understand why you're here. I don't but understand. Then, so then does that mean you don't blame Xavier when he's like, will you visit me again? Yeah. And she goes, I'm never coming back, but I will pray for you. <laughs> oh, God. I, I honestly, that's a mood for me. I'm never coming back, but I will pray for you. That yeah. is applicable to so much in life. I'm never coming back, but I will pray for you. I would probably have to be like, I'm never coming back, but I will tell someone who prays to pray for you. <laughs> So then we cut to, of course, the gorgeous grounds of her parents' mansion on the water. Which I'm so happy did not get, like, covered in blood or, like, yes, have a bunch yes, of shattered yes. windows. Because I really thought, like, this is the perfect location. But I wonder if in the location, Scout, they were like, you cannot trash this house. So oh, they were like, yeah. we got to trash the dojo instead. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, that house is just so perfect for a horror, like, a mm -hmm. stalker. Like, it's just, like, the, the windows. That, for the, me, is where oh. Deadly Girls Weekend takes place oh, that's gosh. the house they rent to have like wow. their getaway from it all and then imagine that wow. running around all the craggly cliffs <laughs> trying to and it's escape. like the like sliding doors open and then you yes. close it and then it's like you hear oh my gosh the oh. crack of thunder illuminates a figure behind you <laughs> i mean wow. hello but she's at her house and, and she and her dad have like a nice little heart to heart dad you want to come back in you leading the witness <laughs> Well, old habits die hard. But like. Worst part about it is the itch. It's torture. The worst part is what could have happened to you. But it didn't. I'm okay. But we're not okay, sweetheart. What if I lost you? I'd be the stubborn old man who didn't take the chance when he had it to set things right with his daughter. You're no more stubborn than I am. I have treated you too much like some extension of myself. But you're your own woman, and you've done real well. You handled this whole thing better than anyone I know would have. Can't tell you how proud it makes me. Thanks, Dad. I really appreciate that. 
But I will say this again. At one point, she's like, Dad, do you want to come back inside? And he goes, leading the witness? What is with all... As someone who has a black lawyer parent... Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it doesn't happen, okay? No one says stuff like that. It's not like if I'm like, Mom, do you, like, I'm hungry. She doesn't go, overruled. <laughs> you know what I mean? She should. she should. And you know that if you were writing a sitcom about your family, she would. <laughs> no, she would. Yes, she would. Yes, she would. And you'd be like, okay, I'll have cereal. And she's like, sustained. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so basically, you know, I will say this was an, also an interesting kind of end to it. You know, so many times in these movies, like I was expected to see her and Roger. I expected mm-hmm. to be like, cut to a year later, she's holding a baby. She and Roger are in love. But instead it ends with her and her father talking and him saying how he's proud of her and, you know, how he how he wishes he like said it more and, you know, how this whole experience made him realize, you know, how withholding and terrible he's been. And so it was kind of like, okay. He That's an interesting way too. to wrap it up. Yeah. yeah. And also just like make it more about her relationship with her parent, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming, you know, even though I, I did want to know if Roger could walk and if the dojo was up and running. Again. <laughs> yeah. And I think they're just like, obviously Roger loves her so much that they are together yeah. still. <laughs> yeah, of course. And of like, course. and they've made the distance work because it was only 14 miles. <laughs> <laughs> and we're so happy for them. I know, I know. So that was Wrath. I really hope we see Mama Tina again. Yeah, I mean, Xavier's getting out in like two weeks. So Absolutely. No one had aged a day. So we're going to have to see him again. And I hope she's gotten a new phone by that point. I also believe fully Xavier is definitely somebody with a prison pen pal who he ends up marrying. And then when he gets out, he shows up at their house, you know, being like, I'm here to make a life with you. Like, that's Xavier. He's got, like, prison pen pal wives. Yeah, because he probably could have had, like, a viral mugshot. (laughs) You know, like, hot lawyer. (laughs) Oh, my god, Hot lawyer in jail for loving too hard. Yeah. You know, and then people are like, like, ah! (laughs) What's his name? Xavier, I love that. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so wrath. Yeah, I mean, these deadly sins, we've had fun. Yeah. Uh, we, have. we really have. And they've really given us a peek into Black Bible study. And that's <laughs> not someplace that Megan's are always invited. And so that's I'm, true. You know, I'm happy, that's to, true. I'm happy to be there. And I will, I'll pass the hat. I'll put some money in. <laughs> you got a tithe, honey. You got a tithe when you're watching wrath. Now, you guys, next week, we're actually coming to you. As you know, our episodes drop Thursday, and we decided why not do a throwback Thursday, honey? We're coming to you with an old classic lifetime from back in the day called Too Young to Be a Dad. Yes! And like our favorite throwback Thursday films, this one does star someone who is now top of the charts, Paul Dano, wow. who you can see in the new Batman movie. Riddler. Okay, this, hello, he's been working forever. He's been working forever. Yeah, he takes jobs from uh, one of my dear friends. Really? Yeah. Ugh, Paul Dano's taking jobs from everybody. They go, okay. They go to Paul Dano and he goes, dang it. Now, of course, the title tells you a lot, but here's the log line anyway. When 15-year-old Matt Freeman gets 15-year-old Francesca pregnant, their parents decide to put the unborn baby up for adoption. Matt agrees to the decision, but later begins to rethink it. This movie is about the father's point of view. Wow. And I can tell you, <laughs> I can tell you at um, almost nine and a half months pregnant, I keep being like, what is the father's point of view? <laughs> you know, I'm not getting enough of CJ's point of view. <laughs> and so this is really going to be a breath of fresh air for me. I really, I'm going to leave it going. Now I think I'm ready to be a mama. 
now that I <laughs> considered how my baby daddy feels. <laughs> <laughs> so you can watch this movie on LifetimeMovieClub.com and go to LifetimeMovieClub.com slash podcast to sign up for a free seven-day trial if you have not already. All right now, see you next week. Bye. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. And wait, there's more. Check out another awesome Lifetime podcast, The Table is Ours. It's hosted by two fabulous black women in entertainment who sit down with some of their favorite black icons to discuss how black identity has informed, empowered, and fortified their lives and careers. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. I Love a Lifetime Movie is produced by Julie Magruder and Aisha Jordan. Our editor and sound mixer is Jonathan Siri. Executive produced by Jesse Katz. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by Naomi and Megan. You should know that by now. If you've gotten to this point, you should know that we're the host, okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. <laughs> 